We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Close the damn door, man. You're letting all the Wi-Fi out. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Hold On, I'm Almost There, a show about life's little annoyances, personal growth, dad life, and so much more, with your hosts, Frank, Shane, a.k.a. Gristle, and our new host, Tom Mungia, a.k.a. To Be Determined, Later. <laughs> Richardson's Ball Cap is our sponsor for the day. Um, I enjoy Richardson's Ball Cap. You can't just go out to uh, Walmart anywhere and get them. You've got to be an organization, a company, a cattle rancher, cattle baron, fisherman's company, whatever the case may be. You're buying hundreds of these things to give away to clients. They are the most comfortable ball cap I've ever found in my life. Richardson's Ball Cap. Get some. Our word of the day is doom scrolling. The practice, it's a noun. The practice of obsessively checking online news for updates, especially on social media feeds, with the exception that the news will be bad, such that the feeling of dread from this negative expectation fuels a compulsion to continue looking for updates in a self-perpetuating cycle. Doom Hello. <laughs> Hello, 2020. <laughs> all right as i said we have a new host joining uh, the gang uh the episodes that he's come into and and hung out with us uh have been incredibly successful and it's just a lot of fun talking to the guy let's welcome tom hey guys it's great to be back uh I really appreciate you bringing me on board, and I'm looking forward to this, and I think we're going to have a really good time, and I think people are going to enjoy some of the stuff we have to say, and uh, it's going to be a good time. Amen, brother. All right, and welcome Shane back from the woods. He's got yep. that fresh pine cone smell uh, that only one can have in the thickest beard that he came back in. He must have like rubbed on a buck's ass and just <laughs> has the thickest beard you've was, seen in your life. I was trying to make some deer scrapes, you know, to kind of mimic how they how they scrape the bark off of a tree hoping to lure some of the bigger bucks into their competition. In doing so, you must have caught the previous uh, hunter's deer urine on your beard, and that, has what it, that is what has made your beard so luscious. It also, is also, I mix a little bit of that into my coffee. That way it comes out of my pores a little bit. Ooh. I'm a mm. gamer. Mm, mm, mm. That gets all the ladies hot in the honky-tonks, I'm sure. Smells like a man. You know, I've, I don't think I've ever been into a honky-tonk. Really? I need to put that on my bucket list. You should, man. Honky-tonk's well, where it's at. I, I do have one odd honky-tonk. I, I, I guess I did go to one and I got into a bar fight. It wasn't quite a honky-tonk, but the name of it was Cock of the Walk, so it probably counts. I don't know if I want to go in there smelling like deer urine. It might turn on you. <laughs> might turn for me. Exactly. Might be exactly or, what I need. <laughs> or turn you around. <laughs> All right. Well, today's theme, we're changing it up once again. We're going to go with themes now. Today's theme is advice, how we take it, how we give it, 
and if and when we can apply it. How does how does that work? How does advice work? What are we doing with that? So let's go ahead and dive in, see what that looks like. All right. So, you know, it, it's it, to a lot of people, everybody has advice. Everybody has done something that they achieved that they thought was phenomenal. And they're like, I should start giving people advice. And they randomly start handing out advice pellets because they're like Pez, you know, everybody wants to give them away. But sometimes I think people's advice is just kind of, they need to keep it to themselves because everyone's life is, is different. Everyone's experiences are incredibly different. Uh, you know, what, what is it, what's, what's some piece of advice that you all have been given and, um, you know, what kind of advice do you give people? What's that looking like for y'all? I don't give a lot of advice anymore. I used to, when I, uh, when I was in a managerial role, I was, one of the things I loved about it is I was providing advice all day long to all the people that were underneath me that needed a little bit of nudge here or a little tutorial. Um, I try not to get into situations with people where I have to, where I have to give them deep life advice. Like, Oh, my dog died. What should I do? I don't know. Barry, get another dog. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> work, <laughs> work wise, I'm, I'm good because you can be detached from the person and you can provide knowledge from whatever skill set you, you at least pretend to hold. Right on. What about, uh, what about you, Tom? Man, one of the things that, uh, I've found is I don't give advice unless somebody actually comes seeking it. You know, I don't care how much I think I can help you with something. I'm not going to intrude, uh, mm -hmm they're going through and you don't know how they're going to take your advice so you know I'm, I'm willing to to talk with anybody offer what i can and one of the things that i always found that kind of helps is when when they do ask me something if i can't really um put myself in their shoes i just try to think of a situation that happened in my life or that i've been through that is kind of like that and i just tell them look this is how i handle this situation you know, I don't want to pretend like I know exactly what you're going through if I don't, because it's going to come across as fake. They're going to kind of give you that kind of crazy look. So I just basically just, you know, if they ask for it, I'll give it. I don't try to talk too long. I don't try to act like I know it all. I'm just saying, hey, look, this worked for me. Maybe it's going to work for you, especially stuff like in the gym. You know, you see there's always those guys, especially to the women. They're going to stop them, whatever they're doing, and tell them what they're doing wrong and how they need to do it right. Oh man, it's the most aggravating thing. So, you know, it's just, you know, don't go around just intruding in everybody's time and trying to just offer advice when they probably don't even want it. Yeah, that's true, man. And then you, you touched kind of uh, really quickly on that, that it might help them. The advice that you're giving somebody um, you know, they're not going to be able to put out the words you way, the way you put them, or they're not going to have the same results with the advice that you give them. Nobody will have the same results uh, with the advice that 
that you had or, you know, the experience that you had, because maybe they're going to say something wrong or they're going to say it different. And the outcome is just going to be incredibly, incredibly different from what yours was. Um, and it, that's so crazy. You know, a lot of people are like life coaches. And I remember Shane wanted to be a life coach on a dang spaceship. And he's like, yeah, I, I could would. do that. I could do that, man. I could roll. And so, you know, it's like, you're not even an alien, you know? How are you going to give these aliens life advice? And you, you've never had a tentacle in your mouth, you know? I mean, it's, it's crazy. That is a mighty large assumption. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do like to eat squid on occasion, so. Yeah, but you're not putting, like, a whole tentacle in your mouth, though. Do squid have tentacles? Is that a thing? Uh, they got those I long arms. Octopus. I, I thought that was just yes, o- no, octopi. No, squid have the uh, squid are tiny. They're, right. They got those. They got those long arms that they use yeah. to flap around in the water. Ah, uh, I thought it was just like the head that you eat when you ate squid. Anyway. I don't think so. <laughs> they cut them up into little rings and they make calamari out of them. Man, yeah, delicious. And the ones that had the little tentacles, you ever get the little crunchy batch of tentacles? Ugh, no. It's good stuff. Negative. See, look, now you're giving advice about eating tentacles and calamari I'm, rings. I'm not giving advice. I'm just saying you're dumb. You're hey, trying to give me advice. Good right calamari now. is delicious. I'm telling yeah. you. It really yeah. is. I just don't eat the tentacle parts. I eat the little rings. Now that I'm well, now that you bring it up, you, I don't even know what I'm eating. It's just a oh my god! I, you, <laughs> I I I don't know if this is true, but I was reading. In I'm gonna some, ask him. Is this a, is this a tentacle? Is this a tentacle? The beak? I'm gonna I'm gonna break. Butt? I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna break your heart right now because what I found out uh, reading a bunch of uh, news, uh, sorry, food blogs and stuff, is that yes. in a lot of the restaurants, it's not even squid. It's a uh, yes. it's cow intestine that they. Oh, Slice no. In and fry up. I thought you were going to go. So I read an article several years ago, and I always tell this when people bring up calamari. Once upon a time, there was a there was a whole thing about it, uh, about how some restaurants were buying cheap um, imitation calamari. And it turns out it was pig anus. And because it was fried up, you couldn't tell the difference. No. You wouldn't know. You probably yeah. eaten pig anus. Yeah, yeah. the smell. Yeah. Several times, several times. So like the them. advice we give to you is, you better check yourself before you pick, eat pig anus. Well, apparently no one's died from it, so it must be okay. Everyone yeah, else, I mean, everyone else thinks it's it's the white meat from the sea, I guess. Right, <laughs> right. You're going from snout to tail. Why not? Why not, man? Yep. So <laughs> we jumped way off topic there. Uh, you know, so are you the same with taking advice as you are with giving advice? I'm I'm not. I hate to take advice unless it's from someone that that I thoroughly trust, you know, that I would look to as a as an authority figure. But outside of that, you're, when you receive advice, you're like, yeah, well, there's all these layers to what I'm dealing with that isn't quite, you know, you don't have a grasp on that, and that's why that advice sucks balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is why I don't give advice a lot, because I don't know what position they're in. I don't know what their family life is like. I don't know what's going on. 
So I try to just nod and go, yeah, it does suck. Damn. <laughs> I've found as I've gotten older, I'm a lot more open to, to listening to people's advice. Uh, there might be like one little nugget that I can take and apply, you know, not necessarily in the way they intended it, but they might have this one little nugget of information that I can use and apply it maybe differently or maybe the way they said. Um, but I am willing to listen. Uh, I don't take the whole, you know, the whole shebang, you know, to heart and, and try to apply it unless it sounds something reasonable, you know, maybe it will work. But a lot of times I'll find myself where you can take one little piece of information that they give you and apply it. And uh, yeah, you, you, same thing when I read books or whatever, I'll make a list or I'll make notes of just, you know, one sentence, three words, whatever it is that I can try to apply into uh, that'll help me. So, you know, the, uh, to my knowledge, and I'm, I'm no scholar, mind you, but there is uh, the oldest text that references the concept of advice is, is uh, the Bible. Hmm. I, I can't come up with any time in the Bible prior where the Lord didn't speak to someone in more of a commandment, right? But to Samson, the angels gave him advice. Don't mess with that bitch. She's going to cut your hair. You're going to lose Ooh. all your you're going to lose all your strength. He was like, "Nah, I'm good. I'm Samson. I'm cool." Angel came to him again. "Don't do it, man." "No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I love her." Mm. <laughs> what happened to Samson? He didn't take the advice. So, for all y'all out there, take some advice. This yeah, you know, hmm, interesting. Now, to your point though, you said earlier that you only take advice from people with the uh, what was it that you said the, that have authority, authority figures, right. right? I would if I saw an angel, that's authority, okay? Little golden <laughs> cherubs, little baby, little baby with its little belly and its little cheeks with little angel wings being like, "Yo, Shane, don't let her cut your hair." I'd be like, "Yeah, never cutting my hair." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, huh? That's how that whole conversation all, goes down. All it would take. Hey all man, it would take. don't cut your hair. Okay. Okay. I will. I will not cut my hair, baby Jesus friend. I will not <laughs> cut my hair. Baby Jesus friend. Oh my God. Uh, so. <laughs> stupid. Hey Samson, don't you cut your hair? All right. <laughs> that's all that, that story would have gone a lot different, right? I mean, yeah, well, I mean, this, this is a guy that fought and killed a lion with his bare hands. I mean, he can't take advice from an angel. Dang, nope. So it's got to be an angel that you're gonna take advice from. You're not taking advice from like the uh, I don't know what's what's somebody that <laughs> mild authority figure, mild authority figure, like the person that's directly above you in the chain of command. You're always like, yo. I remember when we both had the same job and you were stupid back then. I don't know why you're trying to give me advice. Oh. <laughs> Golly. How many times has that happened to somebody? Ugh. I'm in the fire department. This happens on a daily, <laughs> hourly basis. Sure it does. <laughs> I thought you might be able to empathize. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> with that being said, off to the ridiculousness. What is, 
Can you think of a movie that you've watched that you may have taken advice from? And if you mention Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> so help me, I will I, I will I disconnect think, your microphone through the damn. I don't I don't think that there's any advice to be gleaned from any of Quentin's movies. No, I'll have to think about oh that. Goodness. You you guys you guys say yours. That's a good question. What do you think, Tom? What what movies have you watched recently? I know you're you're, uh, you're always talking on Twitter, you know, the A movies and B movies and twenty eighth twenty eighth movie that that mentions a pop socket or something wild. <laughs> well, I'll, t- I'll tell you one, and uh, you know, where I'm always talking about this movie. It's one of my favorites. This whole series is one of my favorites. Uh, of course, the Rocky movies. You know. I- Mm. he's been a part of my life since the first one came out well yesterday as i was typing away as i was telling you earlier uh rocky four was on and uh i don't know if you're real familiar with the story but apollo decides he wants to fight the russian Mm -hmm. right oh yeah rocky's trying to tell him hey look you know you're getting kind of old you're you're you can't do what you used to do and I sympathize and i identify so much with apollo now as i'm you know i'm gonna be 50 soon and oh, I wow. still think I have it in my head. I can do what I used to do. And I'm like listening to Apollo, you know, lament, you know, the fact that, you know, I want to still do this. I don't want to change. I don't want to be somebody different. And Rocky's trying to tell him, look, you're not that young guy anymore. And I'm listening to Rocky and I'm like, yeah, you know, you got a point. But I'm listening to Apollo, you know, saying, no, I'm going to fight this Russian. And you know what's going to happen. You know how it's going to turn out. And I'm like, man. You know, I don't want to do something stupid where I end up like that. You know, uh, we have a uh, every year we have a Thanksgiving Day football game uh, and it's, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, non-physical and all that. But I, you know, like I get real excited. I get <laughs> up. I'm ready to go. I want to get physical. And uh, but every year I go into it, you know, with this kind of thought that, you know, I'm getting older, you know, maybe my bones might break or, you know, I'm you know, I'm always worried I'm going to get that devastating injury. and um, I don't want my ending to be like Apollo's. Let's put it that way. Maybe you should enforce the two-touch rule, okay? I mean, before <laughs> well, tackling the secretary. Oh, <laughs> there, there's a rule, and I'm always getting threatened that I'm going to get kicked out of the game because I'm, you know, <laughs> getting a little too excited out there. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's like I said, you know, I, I need to listen to what Rocky was trying to say. Hey, you're getting older. Maybe you need to start rethinking about uh, taking on these physical things that you're doing gotta listen to that baby jesus friend there you go (laughs) man dan can you imagine so we're talking about boxing could you imagine what the outcome could have been if the roy jones mike tyson fight you know would have i mean if they would have gone like balls to the wall i didn't get to see it but i heard it was a lot of dancing and you know they kind of they kind of didn't uh they didn't go at it they went at it for their age, right? There was a lot of lockups. There was a lot of dancing. Uh, granted, I, you know, if if any one of us would have stepped in the ring and we would have taken any any shot whatsoever, we would have been down. From either but, one uh, of us. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember Roy Jones, man. He was fun to watch. He was. Oh man. He was. He was. He had the moves of Mayweather, and man, he had this stone cold stunner that he'd lay on people. It was amazing. And of course Tyson, you know. I mean, yeah. the, oh. 
the, the guy, there's never been anything like him. Yeah, man. I remember, uh, Roy Jones, you know, he would be dancing in the ring, like kind of daring people to hit him sometimes too. Oh. And he was so fast. He was counter. Oh. Boom. I remember watching him fight. I, I don't know if you remember a guy named James lights out Tony and Roy Jones was, you know, mocking him, putting his chin out. So Tony returned it. And as soon as he stuck his chin out, I mean, it was like mm. light quick. And he was he was down. That was it. Oh, was God. Way to be the sucker, Lightning. Yeah. Right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Way to way to take that advice, my yeah. friend. Good job. <laughs> so, Frank, what what's a movie that uh, that you might glean some advice from? Um, I, I mean, without getting super duper deep into it. I would have to say it would be something like uh, Elf. Is it Elf? N- you know, I was gonna say that as a joke. You like <laughs> reading my mind, <clears throat> but like, in all seriousness, Scarface, right? You 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 take you know. Granted, he was he was trying to look out for his friends, but in the end, his closest friends were the ones that did him in. Um, he don't get high off your own supply, of course, but he wound up doing it. So, I mean, that, that movie in itself is just chock full of how we give advice, how we take advice and what happens if we do or don't apply it. Right. Um, and a couple of, uh, people on Twitter, you know, we were talking about what's your top three mob movies and mine was Untouchables. Um, I think it was Untouchables, Scarface, and um, God, I can't remember the third one. But like, you know, thinking about the movie, I, I thought about Scarface quite a bit. And I'm just like, man, you know, that had a lot of really good life lessons. You know, <laughs> if you if you could, you know, extract anything from that movie you know, look at what happened to the the characters. Each one of the characters, they kind of went their own way and did their own thing. But man, just the the amount of knowledge you could have extracted from a from a good standpoint. You know, granted, if you tried to become a drug dealer based on that uh, documentary, you'd probably be in for a uh, shitstorm of a fall. Yeah, I guess this is a bad time to bring up how much I hate that movie. <laughs> no, what, why do you hate it? Oh, man. First of all, I just – to me, his whole accent, his his acting in that movie was almost comical to me. I mean I just – I can't watch it and, and take it seriously. And, and uh, I just I get tired of these movies, and I hate people. I understand it has a message. But you see young guys and uh, especially like there was that uh, show uh, where they show their big houses of the athletes and they'd have their posters of Scarface mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. wall. And mm-hmm. it's yep. like, you know, we need something better to look up to. And, and I know you're talking about something different, but, you know, especially as minorities and stuff. Why are you idolizing this person and putting this poster all over your wall? And and, you know, it just ah, I just it, it rubs me the wrong way. Uh, one day we'll have to get into the story about uh, when I got into a big fight with uh Gakuku guy at the premiere of that. Oh, oh man. man. 
Wait, was it when it was 107.5 or was or was it 106.5? 106, yeah, I think 106.5. 106. Ah, big God. premiere of that movie, uh, Blood In, Blood Out. You remember that movie? Hey, that was a good movie, man. Oh man, I almost caused a riot at that movie. Uh, oh just, my goodness, it was crazy, man. That's a crazy story you'll have. You to gotta hear. tell this story now. You can't bring it up and be like, no. <laughs> Man, I got crazy in the movie. Well, I mean, okay, I, I thought this episode was going to be short, but no, we'll, we'll go for it. Um, I used to sit at an office. I used to have a – well, where I worked before I got in the fire department, I would sit at a desk all day. I worked in the accounting, and I have the radio on, and this was prime Tejano music time. This is early 90s, right? Mm-hmm. So I had it on Kakukuka nonstop. So they're advertising how they're going to have the world premiere of this movie here in Houston, Texas, you know, because I, I don't know what the connection was with the – the writer, or director, somebody heavily involved with the movie had a connection to Houston. So they're going to have the world premiere downtown off of that old theater, West Gray or something. There was a an old theater over there. So you listen, you're going to win some tickets if you the 10th call or whatever it is. I call, I got the tickets. So I'm like, so, that's pretty cool, right? So I'm going to take about the time. It was, my wife was just my girlfriend. I think we hadn't even been going out very long. So I'm like, man, I'm going to impress this girl, right? Like, I'm going to get these tickets, this world premiere. You know, it's going to be like, we look like, you know, we're stepping up in the world, right? So I get the tickets, and I decide uh, I had a shirt, a Kakukuka shirt. So I decide I'm going to wear this shirt, you know, just as kind of like a gratitude, you know, like I'm going to advertise for them. I get there. I watch the movie. I hate the movie. I mean, I'm just so upset watching this movie getting aggravated for the same things i told you i didn't like about scarface you know every time there's you know a movie about hispanics it's got to be drug dealers thugs you know whatever it is you know we can never be shown in a good light it's always a bad light you know so i'm aggravated i'm just so mad i don't want to talk to anybody coming out of that movie and i'm stomping you know walking out you know pushing my way through the crowd i'm just fed up i'm gonna leave there's a huge crowd outside and kakukuka had a van sitting out there doing a live remote there's a woman out there with a microphone and she's there talking and, and she's talking you know i guess doing a talking on the radio but she's there at the at the theater and i can hear her to this day saying oh we have a real kakuku ka fan coming out let's hear what his oh, no. take is on the movie let's hear what he has to say <laughs> yeah sir. Oh, no. she like pointing at me she grabs me sir what did you think of the movie so I just looked her dead in the face. All right, you. I grabbed. It was one of those long stick microphones. I'm like grabbing it. This is a horrible movie. Nobody comes see this movie. We need oh to protest God. this movie. This is a disgrace to Hispanics everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God. I need to wrestle the microphone away from this woman. <laughs> and it's like this tug of war, and people are, you know, like standing around looking at me. They're getting angry, you know, because I guess. They really like the movie and they think I'm a nut, which I looked like a nut, you know, now thinking about it. My, my girlfriend, who's my wife, you know, she's looking at me like, hey, oh, she's staying like, with you. What's wrong with this dude? Like, what's going on with this? And I'm like, nobody come. And I just remember her last words. And I can remember, we're going to send it back to you in this video. <laughs> and then I realized what had happened. And, you know, I see all this like crowd gathering around me and I kind of like, Grandma, let's go. So I was kind of worried I was going to get, you know, attacked by a mob, but. My God! I used I to say I, I I did not enjoy that movie very much. I don't think <laughs> so, I've I don't think I've ever felt passionate as passionate about anything in my life as you feel about that movie. 
<laughs> and your disdain for that movie. Oh, just wait. The more well, episodes we do, you'll, you'll see. <laughs> the crazy thing, though, to me is, like, I got something completely different out of the whole, you know, watching drug dealers, right? It, it, to me, the the to me the point of that movie, you know, and going back to advice, right? Because a lot of the times, you know, we do get our information or our way of life or way of thinking sometimes from media, right? So for me, that that movie was all about the choices that you make. You can't really blame anybody. Um, you you can certainly do it, right? Because that's your that's your prerogative, but. You can't blame anyone for the choices that you've made. You know, everybody made their choice. Everybody dealt their consequences. And you got to see what those choices unfolded. Because, you know, one guy went to prison. One guy became a cop. Um, the, the, you know, for those people that haven't seen the movie, right, came out in 93. Spoiler um, alert. Right. Uh, you know, the the artist guy, he got his back broken, you know, and it was all because of their choices that they made, you know, is and and really, you know, man, that perfectly ties into to today's theme about advice is, you know, what is it what is it you're doing with the advice, right? Some of us don't take advice. Some of us, you know, we want to give advice, but we have no idea how that is going to resonate with the person we give it to. Um, and and it it's really all about the choices that you decide to make. And and ultimately it 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 comes down to your thought process, right? Because we can sit here and and tell someone uh, you know, day after day after day, they need to do something. But unless that person decides and chooses on their own accord to do that thing, like them wanting to do it internally, they're, it, it's just their eyes are going to gloss over. They're going to roll their eyes and say, I agree with you, just to shut you up. Yeah. Oh, you've met people in my family. Yeah. I mean, there's everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's everybody. It's so crazy, man. I do so that all the time. <clears throat> I was I was having this kind of a internal monologue the other day driving to work dealing with advice and I was like, you know, when I when you when we come up on a hard situation, we oftentimes we can't see the forest for the trees. And so we can't really determine what the right choice is, right? And that's where we need advice from an outside source. And I I thought the next time that I come across something like that in my own life, what I need to do is pretend like I'm giving some other loser <laughs> advice for the predicament I'm in and just see what I come up with. Hmm. That's an interesting. So in doing that, are you able to listen to yourself? Because sometimes the advice we give to people we don't even take. Oh, I don't think we would. We'd, we'd come up with a solution and we'd probably instantly say, yeah, that's not going to work. Right, right. So, so your your method, your new method that you're trying is it? Have you have you like gone from conception to no, uh, no. application? I haven't put it through the scientific process just yet. Um, <laughs> the so, scientific you know, process. I haven't I haven't calculated it with the Pythagorean theorem. Ooh, but Pythagorean. But, but uh, I'm I'm thinking. Hopefully I can recall this information that I want to try this next time I come across something stupid that I've done or uh, some some sticky wicket that I'm in and see if I can internally logicify my way out of it. Kind of give myself the old Socratic method. Oh, 
I'll tell you an awesome uh, a quote I saw the other day, and I even put it here in my notes on my phone. Um, it says, advice is something you ask for when you already know the answer, but you wish you didn't. Ooh, yeah. Mm. How many times have you gotten advice and you, yes. knew, yeah. you knew it was true and you knew but that you, you just, knew it? You wanted to hear something else, right? You were right. hoping it was, it, that wasn't the wasn't the truth that they were going to tell you something different and, and it's just like oh please baby jesus uh friend don't make me cut my hair right so, so like, I, i'm sure the radio guy was telling that reporter like, don't ask that guy anything don't ask <laughs> anything. i can tell i can tell by that look on his face he's not gonna tell us something we want to hear <laughs> what did what did your girlfriend or now wife what did she say as y'all were walking away you know, my wife, you know, and to this day, she's never, she really like, she doesn't get too excited. She doesn't get mad. I think, uh, I think I've heard her raise her voice like three times in the 28 years that I've known her. At me, you know, she was just like, come on, Vato, come on. Oh, and, 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 and you know, that, that's probably why we're still together. Cause you know, if, if she was as hot headed and as, you know, crazy as I was, it, you know, it would just would have been a disaster. Uh, and we've gone through other crazy situations, uh, almost got in a fight watching uh some tom cruise movie the one where he's the lawyer um oh. with jack nicholson and all that oh it's a great uh, movie oh yeah it was how a wonderful gonna, movie how are you gonna fight somebody well because a reporter showed up and decided we were all gonna have to wait until she got her snacks at the uh you know the counter and back then you know you you couldn't reserve seats so everybody's trying to get in there, get the best seats, mm-hmm. and we're yeah. all waiting to get our stuff while she's up there. And I started screaming and yelling. And what is uh, it with you and reporters, man? I'm trying I know. To see I the There's a pattern here. You and reporters. <laughs> you're you're um, probably like you know the real bad guy in <laughs> was the reporter. <laughs> so needless to say, my wife's you know she's been through uh, quite a few crazy situations with me. So. Well, she must dig it. She must dig your crazy, brother. Must yeah. be doing something right. For real. <laughs> so from time to time, I write these random quotes that I like to kind of sit and, and what do you say, Shane? Pontificate. Pontificate. Oh. You could, or you could go with percolate. No, no. Per- well, Pon- maybe. Pontificate. Yeah, perco- percolation is, is a, it's more of a verb where par- pontificate is a deep, profound recognition of something that's true right on so i wrote this one uh back in november I, and i write them down in my phone but um it says that uh, from our illusions of possessions and our limitations of imagination a choice is a choice it's blue pill red pill and nothing more And that's so crazy that we're kind of talking about uh, choices and advice and stuff like that, right? Um, that's so so crazy. What what are your what are your thoughts on that? No wooden nickels. <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. I'm pontificating your pontification. Oh, you're letting it percolate. I am. I am letting it percolate. Oh, it's bubbling up. It's mixing with the seeds. Hello. <laughs> From our illusions of possessions and our limitations of imagination, a choice is a choice. Blue pill, red pill, nothing more. Well, I think I think the first part is one thing, and the second part is a completely different kind of. There, there, the the first part, couple part stanzas of the statement don't correlate to 
the last part of the statement. Okay, why? Well, so the last part is a choice is a choice, but the first two parts really aren't about choice. Say it again. From our illusions of possessions. Okay, so pause. Cool, nice, kind of spacey, starry opening, illusions of possessions. I like where you're going. Okay, next. And our limitations of imagination. Which is true because we are mammals. Okay, good. Go. A choice is a choice. Yeah, I don't see choice is a choice connected to those two. I was hoping for something something a little because you it's it's very whimsical to begin and then you're like let's drop the hammer you have no choices well <laughs> i mean so the illusions of possessions right we we think that we're in total control most of the time but if you really get down to the one and zero of it if it you know going back to the matrix right the blue pill the red pill we we think we have these these real definitive ways of making a choice, and we know that we or we have this feeling that the choice that we make is going to be the right choice. But we have no idea, and that's why it's an illusion. Right, um, because there could be several right choices, and you exactly your dumbass only comes up with one of them. And in Black Three, right? <laughs> I I see it a lot as uh basically the the way I'm taking it. We overthink it too much, you know. Yeah. Uh, we we just think and think. Just make a choice, and whatever the outcome is, whether you take the red or the blue pill, make it the right choice. You know, deal with it. Deal with what you get. Deal with the consequences, and just go with it. I think that's Do a hard thing in society. Action. I think what you what you said there, deal with the consequences. I think that's a hard thing for people to do in society these days. Yes. They'll make choices yeah. in their lives, and then you know, no matter what choices you make, good or bad, at the end of it. You're going to have a heavy load you're carrying of some kind. Yeah, yeah. And you and you got to confront that and just carry that load. And that's a hard thing for people, especially since our society has been so coddled right now. And then the the limitations of our imagination. Sometimes we're quick to jump into a decision, not thinking it through, not you know taking a minute to pause. We're just jumping in, not kind of taking a step back to to think of the outcomes, the multiple, you know, the array of outcomes that are possibilities, right? So that's that's kind of where where I was going with that one at the time that I was thinking about it, right? Um and and at the end of it, you know, a, a choice, a choice is a choice. It's yeah. it, it there's no right or wrong choice. It's just a choice. I think I think an important choice that um, that hopefully we've all learned is that if you meet some really cool dude on an airplane and then later that night he asks you if you want to learn how to make soap, you probably want to get out of that relationship. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a damn good movie too. What are your thoughts on that, Tom? Did you go to that theater when it came out? Did you fight with a reporter about Fight Club and tell them that society's yes. going to hell, Fight Club sucks, and then punch her in the mouth? Is that what happened? Ooh. No, I mean, I've only seen it once, but right. I do remember liking it. I do remember liking it a lot. I do need to watch the movie again. Yeah, such a good movie. Um, <laughs> it's a great movie. And even more life lessons you can take from You Are Not Your Khakis. That you're okay. not your khakis, and uh, you're not. Yeah, don't go make soap with your new buddy. 
No. Because that's actually a figment of your imagination, and you're punching your own self in the face. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but it doesn't mean we're talking about, you know, the limitations. Uh, when we make these choices and, and we're thinking about the the possibilities or or, or what's going to happen once we make a certain choice and we see certain obstacles that this choice will bring up, we limit ourselves as only seeing it as an obstacle. We need to open our mind up to see that it could possibly be also an opportunity. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Open doors to something else. Um, we, we limit our ways to thinking one way and only seeing one road when there are many different roads. You know, um, it's like I say, there's, there's many pathways up a mountain, but there's only one way to stop. You know, just because it looks like uh, you've got a roadblock in front of you, it's not necessarily the case. It could be a door that's opening up a whole new opportunity, a new way of doing things. And we sometimes just limit ourselves to, to the status quo. Yeah, and in that same vein, I think what happens a lot, um, that has, it's happened in my life at, at different points, you're afraid of that choice. You've got fear yes. over what the outcome is. And so you may stagnate for too long. Or you may choose what you feel like is an easier, easier path because that hard path seems seems very uh, uneasy and and possibly unforgiving and fearful. And I think yeah. a lot of times that fear drives people to to make choices that that uh, moderate their life in a way that that makes them not as successful as they could be. Ooh, man, that's a tough one. Taking the easy road, the path of least resistance. To become successful, but you wound up shooting yourself in the foot. Ouch. Yep. There you go. There you go. Little nugget of wisdom there. Mm, mm, mm. That's pretty good, man. I like that. Every now and again, I come up with one. A broke clock is right twice a day. This is true. I've seen you. I've seen your brokenness. Yeah. And you are right once or twice a day. Mm-hmm. Even a blind squirrel gets a nut. <laughs> a blind squirrel there's no such thing you oh there is absolutely you've yeah. seen blind squirrels yeah i shot In his eyes out oh man but um hit him with a little 22 he ran off screaming he didn't like it golly oh, man that's messed. Is that what you did in the woods? You're not, out there. Not this time. No, I spent most of the time. Uh, I spent most of the time either in a deer stand or in front of a campfire, and the only thing I saw was a possum. Oh man, did you see any shooting UFOs across the sky? Uh, no, I did not see any shooting. I did see a lot of rubs and scrapes from the deer and some some raccoon tra- uh, uh, trails and a whole, all kinds of critters. But I did not see any UFOs. I keep waiting for that one day where I'm up in a deer stand and they beam me up and and then I get to become their uh, life coach, their, their personal life coach. <laughs> It'll happen, brother. It'll happen one day. <laughs> oh man, I watched Coneheads again. By the way, I think oh, I was, that's hilarious. Yesterday. I was just I I pictured uh, what's that little guy's name? Um, not Andy Spade? Dick. What is- yeah, Dave Spade. I was like, man, that's Shane right there. Boom. <laughs> I'll take that. He's having a bad day today. <laughs> they don't listen to you. They just don't understand you. You had a rough day. Oh, man, it's good stuff. It's good that stuff. Funny. 
So you didn't give us yours, Shane. What's your uh, what's your life advice movie? I'm telling you, don't make soap with that brother that you just oh, at the airport. Oh, dang, that was it. That was it. Oh. I just I just waited a long time to throw it in there because we were having a a good little flow. Sure were, man. That was, that was some good stuff there. At least I thought. <laughs> either either that or our uh, 18 uh, listeners in Germany are now asleep. They're like, uh. No, they're waiting. They're waiting for you to throw out some more movie nuggets. Some more movie nuggets. Hell yeah! I wake up and piss excellence. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? That Clorox bottle by the toilet's getting full, dude. It's time to uh, find a new container. You know, it's funny. Uh, that first time y'all had me on the on on here. And you bring up that movie, and that's exactly how I felt when he didn't know what to do with his hands. Because I could see myself here on the screen, and I'm like, "Am I supposed to keep him down?" Or you know, man, I, I man, I felt just like felt like Ricky Bobby. That was my Ricky Bobby moment. Oh my goodness! Oh, that's such a good movie too. Oh my goodness! All right, awesome. So that about wraps this one up for our next episode. Tom, we are, and Shane, of course, we're going to be talking about that. That show's theme is going to be New Year's resolutions. Um, why wait until Jan 1 or January 1 to implement them? Right? Touch on that one real quick, Tom. Oh, yeah. Well, that's see that. Now you spoiled it, but <laughs> that was the thing. You know, you've got something, you've identified a problem that you need to work on, something that's going to make you better, and we do the same thing that that gets us in that gets us to this point in the first place. We decide we're going to wait. You know, instead of taking action now, we decide we're going to wait till January first. Well, you know, why wait if it's that important? You know, it's something you need to do. Start today. Absolutely. Yep. There we go. All right, Shane, any last words for tonight? Um, I just want to point out that um, on January 1st of 2015, there was a Florida man that was trapped in an unlocked closet for two days. Get out. <laughs> was that his New Year's resolution? It was his, the John, 31, and Amber, 25, thought they were stuck in a janitor's closet at Daytona State College for two days before realizing... They could just open the door and walk out. Yeah, I'm sure they were stuck in there. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened, Amy. It wouldn't open before. <laughs> they probably got tricked by somebody. They gave each one of them gave fifteen dollars to this dude and said, "I'm gonna put you in one of those locked rooms where you have to figure out how to get out." They're like, yeah, that sounds like fun. Janitor's closet. Boom. Kid made thirty bucks and went and had some shots. I'd like to think that's what happened, but it was Florida, remember? So probably not. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for hanging out. And if you stayed this long, uh, go out there and check out Songs Gone Wrong. It's another really cool podcast out there. Um, it's really funny. Um, got this guy named Zach on there. They talk about uh, music and music videos from like the early 90s and all through probably up until today about, you know, what what did you get out of that song? 
Did yeah. did they get the song right or did it just completely go wrong? And yeah. was it possibly better than Aha's Take on Me because there is nothing better? You know what? I don't Aha's think they've thing. done that one yet. Well, that's uh, the 80s. They do okay. 90. Oh, well, uh, you know what? I think they do uh He's they done might do Prince. Some yeah, he's yeah. done Prince before. You talked um, about me getting passionate about something arguing about whether a song was a legit hit or not. Oh, that's <laughs> I yeah, that's the guy what it is. Comments. I'm always commenting to that guy about it. He's a good dude, though. That's a good, good uh, podcast. Let's, let's put that one on for next time because I want to talk about what you think is uh, what what songs you think are overrated. I think that might be a good thing Ooh, to throw in. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, we could do bands. Oh, we could do bands. We could do yeah, bands, songs, because some songs are just one hit wonders, right? Right, right. Like Aha, their if for instance their entire catalog probably not so good. That one song, super dope. Yeah. They're still getting royalties off of it from yeah. to this day. Oh yeah. Oh man. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for hanging out. And you know our topic for next time is a themed show now. And we'll see you or you you'll wait to hear us next time. Welcome to meeting me. Also, I mix a little bit of that into my coffee. That way it comes out of my pores a little bit. Ooh. I'm a mm. gamer. Mm, mm, mm. That gets all the ladies hot in the honky-tonks, I'm sure. It smells like a man. Oh, we have a real Kakuku Ka fan coming out. Let's hear what his oh, no. take is on the movie. Let's hear what he has to say. <laughs> yeah. Sir, oh, no. he's like pointing at me. She grabs me. Sir, what did you think of the movie? So I just looked her dead in the face. All right, you. I grabbed. It was one of those long stick microphones. I'm like grabbing it. This is a horrible movie. Nobody comes see this movie. 